everyone, I'm Ari here with Rachel and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer Podcast. This week we're on episode 161 and we're asking what types of stories are there? Before we dive into the topic, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening if you haven't already. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with friends and feel free to write a review. So on this podcast episode, we're not really going to be talking about story types in the sense of, you know, like the hero's journey, overcoming monsters, rags to riches, revenge schemes, blah, 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 blah. Instead, what we're going to be talking about is the types of stories where you break it down into epic stories and lyric stories. And what I mean by that is epic in this instance refers to action-based and pretty plot-heavy stories. And then you've got lyric, which is more descriptive and character-based. And what happens with that is you can break those kinds of plots down into four types. And that is simple, 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 complex, complex, simple, and complex, complex. Still with me? I have to say, this always reminds me of the Punnett squares in biology when, you know, you have to predict the genotypes. I don't know if any of you remember that. Or maybe you're still in school and going, oh my God, yeah, I hate that. But yeah, when you have the little Punnett squares and you put all the little letters in and you figure out which colour the flower turns out, I don't know. It's been a long, long time since I did that. But anyway, yeah, that's that's what we're talking about. All these these four different types and how they break up into different types of stories. So yeah, this is going to be a weird episode, I can tell you right now. I loved Punnett squares. I That was like one of the few things that I actually enjoyed about science. I mean, as an adult, I like science now, but... When I was in school doing science class, I hated it. And Punnett squares were a lot of fun. I couldn't tell you how to do them now. I really don't remember. But I do remember enjoying them. And also the types of stories, breaking your story into epic or lyric. I never really knew that there was a difference between the two until Ari just said that. I honestly thought when I think of epic stories, I think of long stories, like the big chunky books, like Lord of the Rings type, even though they're technically three books, but you know. So this is going to be a learning experience for all of us today, except for Ari. Ari already listed the four types. So I'm going to start the conversation off by discussing simple, simple types of stories. And what this is, this includes simple characters and simple plots. It's that simple. Huh? Sorry. (laughs) For the really bad joke. Basically, you're going to think about like, you know, just the basic bare bones romance and fairy tales, Uh, maybe not fairy tale retellings, because those can get a little more deep, detailed and complicated, because obviously you're taking an original story and just throwing your own imagination into it. And it can get pretty in depth. But for the most part, the simple, simple stories, it's just bare bones romance or, you know, what have you. It's like one layer, pretty much. Yeah, that's it, exactly. There are books out there in the world where they have a very pretty simple plot and a simple set of characters, you know, very much the boy meets girl, boy fancies girl, girl's not sure about boy, boy wanders off, girl gets really upset, oh my gosh, they get back together. I'm assuming that's romance. I don't read romance very often. That's what I remember from when I was younger and a lot of like the Harlequin books and things like that. What's it called? Mills and Boone. Anyone else remember Mills and Boone? No. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so very, very basic things. And, you know, there's people out there who really like the simple, easy plots and and stories. And there's nothing wrong with that. By the way, none of this is us going, oh my gosh, don't write simple, simple. If it works for your system, if it works for your story, your plot, do it. This is not having a go about anything. Just want to throw that out there. I don't want to get grief back from people. I do want to say, though, I feel like Simple Simple, and maybe I'm completely wrong here, but I feel like Simple Simple are the type of books that follow a certain formula 
And I don't want to say that they're a trope or that they're a cliche or anything, but as Ari just explained, like with romance, it's like boy meets girl, girl doesn't like boy at first, but then, you know, something happens and yada, yada, yada. I mean, that is a very formulatic type of romance. And I mean, it's kind of like the basis of most romance books, I feel like in movies and things like that. And I feel like simple, simple cozy mystery would kind of fall under that category. Because if you read a bunch of different cozy mystery series, they're all more or less the same. You have the amateur detective who knows nothing about investigating, but they were either the witness to the murder or they're being charged for the murder or their friend or family member is being accused of the murder. And then they end up solving the crime themselves kind of sort of with the help of the detective who they happen to fall in love with. And the only thing that really differentiates these cozy mysteries from each other is that one is a has, you know, baking undertones and the other has a knitting undertone. And this one over here is about a book club and so on and so forth. And it's like simple hobbies and stuff like that. So I feel like that's cozy mystery would be a good example of simple, simple. They're still entertaining and great in their own right but they're not super complicated, hence the simple. That was a really good way to bring it back around. (laughs) Yeah, but that's it. It's uh, like, if we take uh, TV shows, and again, I'm probably aging myself out here and people are going to be like, what? But if you ever watched Murder, She Wrote, where Jessica Fletcher was a writer and she wrote about murders. And I always remember when she like she finished her story and it was like, it looked like a stack of 20 pages. And you're like, seriously, love? That's all you've managed? But I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she only wrote novellas or short stories. Who knows? But yeah, she was like that. She would be constantly sticking her nose in places and the police officer would be like, what are you doing? And, you know, she acted more like the suspect, to be honest. Always dodgy. Like, touching things she should actually wear meant to. But in the end, I mean, that series went on for ages. People loved it. It was, it didn't detract because it was simple, simple. You had interesting characters that people still like. They just didn't have the complexity and depth you might get in Lord of the Rings or something where there's so much more chunky backstory. But it still worked. Still liked it. Cozy Mystery is a great example. And that's still a really big category. People love that. So, yeah, it's not, there's nothing wrong with simple, simple. It just just means that there's not as much oomph behind it and it's because you don't need all that oomph because most of these ones are ones where they're they're set in our present day or all right obviously with fairy tales it's not but it's still simple if you think of disney's snow white it's very simple stepmother upset with girl girl gets kicked into the forest supposed to die she didn't hangs around with seven dudes i'm not going to comment about that comes back yay i'm sure there's an apple and things in there and it, it was a very simple story obviously there's retellings obviously there's the deeper ones with the whole the, the the hot shoes and the comb if you know more about fairy tales you'll understand what i'm talking about if you don't then go look it up but yeah and with that i'm gonna i'm gonna move on to the next one which is simple complex so that is where you've got simple characters with more of a complex plot And a really good example of that is Alice in Wonderland, where Alice's character is pretty simple. I'm not saying she's simple, saying her character is quite simple. There's not this excessive backstory. There's not this excessive concept behind her, at least in the movie. (laughs) I can't remember the book years ago when I read it. But the plot and the world that she goes into is much more complex. There's a lot more detail going on there. There's a lot more of the the systems in place and the, the craziness, if you will. So yeah, so that is a nice mix of the simple and complex. And it shows that you can still have some interesting complex without having to go all overboard with having a really complex character. Alice not having massive complexity didn't detract from the story. 
you still got to enjoy it. You still got this kind of adventure feeling of where was she going? And oh my gosh, what's going on here? It still worked. In fact, I think it worked well because she didn't get pulled into all this excessive backstory with her. It was more just about the world and that's where you were pulled into the most. I think that's what was... I was going to say that's that's what I think he was trying to do, but I don't like talking for authors by saying that <laughs> because that reminds me of English class when they're like, that's what the author... You don't know. You don't know what the author was really thinking. But yeah, that's my thoughts. The curtains were blue because they were the author's favorite color, not because the main character is depressed and sad. <laughs> I think Alice in Wonderland is a really good example of this, and I can't really think of any other examples at the top of my head, so I'm just going to stick with Alice in Wonderland. And it's not really something that I ever necessarily thought about because when you watch Alice in Wonderland, whether it's the like Disney cartoon version or live-action version or if you read the book, which I got to be honest, I never read the book, you don't necessarily think about that stuff because the whole premise is Wonderland. It's really not about the characters. And the more you think about it, I mean, even the title is Alice in Wonderland. So obviously Wonderland plays a big, big role. But I think if Alice did have more of a background, if the White Rabbit had more of a background and the Queen of Hearts and all of these characters, if they were more in depth than how we already see them, I think it it would have been way too complicated and the story just would have flown off the rails. I don't think it would have been as easy to follow. I don't know if you can hear the dog making me lose my train of thought. I lost it. I lost where I was going with that. I feel like if in some ways I... It's kind of hard. You know how like when people ask you, are you more character driven or are you more plot driven when it comes to stories? I never know how to answer that question because depending on what the content of the story is, sometimes I get more into it because of the characters and other times I really don't care about the characters and I'm more interested in learning about the world. And I got to be honest, Alice in Wonderland, I never wanted to learn more about Alice. I don't really know what I'm trying to explain or what I'm trying to say, but I think, just think that um, Alice in Wonderland, it does its job where it's more so about Wonderland than it is for the characters. And I'm going to shut up now because clearly I don't know what I'm saying anymore. You're right. I remember when I first watched Alice in Wonderland, the cartoon, there was no interest in like what she was like or who she, you know, I know she was with her, I want to say her sister, I can't remember. But yeah, she was in the in the thing and she was being read to, and it sounded like the most boring book in the world. And then she wandered off, followed the rabbit and that was it. And honestly, yeah, it didn't matter anything that was going on in the real world or with her family or the cat or anything. It was more about where she was going and what she was doing in Wonderland. And I also feel the same with Narnia, especially The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, which is the first book and the only book I really remember the most when I read that. I know there was background with the kids. I know there was. I can even vaguely remember what some of it was about but honestly once they went through the wardrobe none of that crap mattered it was more about the intensity of the world and the politics within the world and the interesting character development within that world not the rubbish that was in the other side of the wardrobe in normal world because nobody's really interested in that so yeah it's uh what you said about like being driven with characters and, and, and plot. One of the reasons I liked this as an episode option was because I hear a lot of times people say like, oh yes, I write high fantasy. And someone said, I said, high fantasy usually has a very rich world, multiple plot lines, multiple characters, a lot of like intensity going on. Now I write that. However, 
my plots are not like wow you're not looking at like game of thrones here my plots are not massively intense i don't believe so but i do believe my characters are quite detailed and i do use multiple points of view and i do have several threads which makes me feel uncomfortable when technically it would fall into high fantasy but then i look at other high fantasy and think i don't feel like I'm even close to that which is kind of why I like the idea of simple 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 complex complex simple complex complex rather than going oh yeah high fantasy because you have to fit into all this and epic you know I think actually it's not high fantasy it's epic fantasy has multiple plot line multiple characters multiple plot lines I think it's high fantasy has a detailed world good plots but mainly with one character maybe one or two characters as a as a point of view honestly everything changes you ask it yes 14 different people what how epic fantasy is you'll get 14 different answers i swear but anyway yeah so i think it's interesting having this kind of system of like well is my story simple complex is it simple simple and looking at things like alice in wonderland or narnia and looking and thinking yeah actually there wasn't that much detail put in to alice compared to wonderland and if you said to someone oh have you watched alice in wonderland have you read alice in wonderland tell me about it they're not going to tell you much about alice beforehand I can tell you that right now. And if they do, then just, they're weird, obviously. <laughs> Said with love. No judgment given. Well, I mean, you you got to think, like, how many movies have you watched or how many books have you read where you've completed it and you've been like, oh, man, like, this character had such a decent part in the rest of the plot, but we don't know anything. I wish I knew more about this character. You read Alice in Wonderland or you watch the movie and you really don't care about Alice you're like, okay, she's thrown into this world, but I want to know more about the world. Like, whether you know more about Alice or not, it doesn't actually change the story. That's what I was trying to explain earlier. <laughs> it finally came to me. But I, I mean, when you were talking about the high fantasy and stuff too, I got to be honest, I think about the same thing when I work on my mystery series, because as I explained earlier, a lot of cozy mysteries, they have under tones of like book clubs, baking, cooking, food, you know, just whatever. And my cozy mystery doesn't have any of that. Mine's not necessarily, it doesn't have like that, that underlying theme to it is what I'm trying to say. So part of me is like, is this a cozy mystery or is it just like a plain mystery? I don't really know. And that actually kind of brings me into the next story type, which is complex, simple, because as we're having this discussion, I'm kind of realizing what my book actually is. And complex, simple is when you have complex characters with simple plot. So it's the opposite of simple, complex, hence why the words are just swapped. And basically the complex characters and the simple plots, it's kind of like Sherlock Holmes. And Ari wrote something else in the notes that I don't know what it is, but I know Sorry, Sherlock Artie. Holmes. I don't know what that is. It's, it's the villain. You've, have you not read Sherlock Holmes? Have you not watched Sherlock Holmes? Have you not no. watched Sherlock with no. Benedict Cumberbatch? I tried. <laughs> and then it was like a little bit like bloody and stuff for me. So I, I turned it off. It was. Oh, my God. The, the fight scene in the beginning with Robert Downey Jr. That one. No, no. no. Oh. Robert Downey Jr. is good. But no, the, the, the modern version with Benedict Cumberbatch and what's his name? <laughs> Please, I don't, I don't know. know. What's his name? Martin Freeman. I think it's Martin Freeman. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, Bilbo. Ah, yes. <laughs> uh, that was it. He played Bilbo. Yeah, there. And it's a modern day one. Oh, my. You have to, oh. you have to watch it for Benedict Cumberbatch. Seriously. Okay, fair enough. If, if you like Loki from Avengers, you need to watch Shark. Okay, I'll, I'll add that one to my list. But no, I tried watching the Robert Downey Jr. one 
And like, I mean, it was good. I was enjoying it, but it was like, I get anxiety watching new movies anyway. So after like a few minutes, I had to like take a break and I just never went back to it. There was two. You need to watch both of them. They were really good. I know. I know. Sherlock is better and it's awesome. And there's only like four seasons. And because it's British, there's only like three episodes per season. So there's not that much, but it's still really good. So give it a watch. But yeah, obviously, um, Sherlock Holmes and then Moriarty is like the main villain of the uh, Sherlock Holmes. And I can't believe you don't know that. That is upsetting <laughs> on so many levels. It's not... I have the books. I just read haven't them. read them. <laughs> I listen, listen. I mainly read cozy mysteries and middle grade books. So when I tried reading Sherlock Holmes, the language I it took me so long to get through like just a couple of sentences and I wasn't comprehending it very well. So I closed the book and I was like, I'll try this again another time. And I just haven't come back to it. <laughs> Jeremy Class's cozy mystery, you know, he's not a professional. He's like a, a amateur detective. He's got a, a bungling sidekick and he takes heroin and plays the violin. There's your book club baking sandwich. Wow, there you go. <laughs> well, I mean, I did say at the beginning of this episode that we were all going to be learning so much, except for Ari. So there you go. Ari's explaining stuff again, because Ari's the only one that seems to know what's going on. But yeah, I think, well, getting back to the, the topic at hand, the complex simple, it's complex characters with simple plots. Apparently Sherlock Holmes is an example. <laughs> Ari, take it away. If I'd have known you didn't know that, I would have color coded the script differently and, and given you something else to discuss i legit thought moriarty with like when you wrote sherlock holmes and moriarty i thought they were two separate things i did Rachel, <laughs> but, killing so me. that's why i was just like think sherlock holmes and that's it <laughs> it's like one of those things where you just it's like saying oh i didn't know that superman's bad guy was lex luther it's that how do you not know or batman and joker it's that level of what are they teaching in american schools is all i'm asking what are they nothing. teaching absolutely nothing <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> oh, well, uh, that's your homework. Go and watch Sherlock. All right, all right. Watch it. But I've never really listened to you before, so I'll no, just I give you well a aware. thumbs up and uh, leave it at that. I'll tell you what, I'll discuss this. You can, you can do the next one. <laughs> Okay, so with that, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into the simple, co- uh, the complex simple, and Rachel will take the next one. You've got complex characters and simple plots, and I'm sure there's people who are gonna rip me apart for saying that Sherlock Holmes is a simple plot, but yeah, I would say that. But the the characters are very complex. There is backstory. There is you know the vices and the virtues. While you have got this episodic series that follows you know this murder and that murder and i'm sure that most of them are murders i think that have almost a a bit of a formulaic system to them in a way the characters created have complexity and the fact that it's one of those where there's a build-up with the characters so a lot of episodic books or you could literally just pick one and read them and it doesn't usually have a massive overarching theme whereas the Sherlock Holmes books do because you have this kind of like Moriarty character keeps kind of like popping up I think I haven't read all of them and I read them along the ones I have read a long time ago so obviously feel free if if I'm getting this wrong which is very possible feel free to just call me out in the comments but yeah so there's things like that so that's where you have a complex character and a simple plot and I think a lot of people actually write like that I think more people are carrying 
character-driven, especially if you're writing something that's not heavy on action or heavy on world-building. I think most romances have more simple plot. A lot more of the contemporary stories have simple plots. Horror usually has quite a simple plot. That's my thoughts. Again, feel free to have a go at me if you don't agree. So yeah, so if you are heavily driven with your characters, if you like giving them chunkier backstories, if you like having them grow intensely throughout the, the book or the series, so they start one way and they grow another way. And yes, I know that most books should have growth or the opposite of growth, where they start really good and then they get worse and like they lose things. I can't remember. <laughs> Anti-growth. <laughs> what was I saying? Give me a minute. We always say that obviously most books should have some form of growth or the reverse of that, which I don't know the term of, which is like, you know, anti-growth where they start good and then they get worse. But there are different levels. Any character can can have a little bit of growth, but obviously if your character really develops and changes from one side of the book to the other or one end of the series to another, that's more intense, complex characters. That's what you want for certain types of stories, but not always. I have no idea where I'm going with this. I feel like I'm just going round and round circles. I did have an ending and it's just gone. I do think that complex, simple, as you mentioned earlier, is like one of the more popular ones because I feel like a lot of people are character driven because it's easier to relate to a character than it is to a situation, if that makes sense. Because I know, obviously, if there's a situation, there's probably a character behind it. I apologize if you hear Chip uh, yelling in the background. I apologize in advance for editing this episode. I feel like, yeah, I mean, usually you can't really have a situation without a character to go along with it. But you can have characters without a situation, if that makes any sense. It would be probably a really boring story, but I'm sure somebody out there would be able to write it well enough, I would assume. Finally, we have Complex Complex. And this is, I assume you can all guess, it's complex characters with complex plots. And this is like high fantasy, sci-fi with the world building, and it has like that layered with the plots and the characters, and they're all mushed together to be complex in a nutshell. And a good example of this, which I know, would be Lord of the Rings. Yay. I would like a round of applause. I would like a cookie for that. I actually know something. And basically, the Lord of the Rings, it's, yeah, you you actually care about the world. You care what's going on in the world. You care whether or not it gets destroyed. And you also care about all the characters. And you see the characters split off into groups and go on their own individual stories. And you get invested in each one of those stories. And it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to follow. But the way that it's done, it's just, it works. It's really well done. And you just, you get invested. And they change really well. You know, you have how Bilbo was when he was in The Hobbit compared to how he is in Lord of the Rings. You see how Frodo changes from how he starts off in the story to what happens when he gets to the end of the story. You see how these characters who may have had issues with each other start to band together. And there is this kind of like relatability of of camaraderie and facing a foe that affects everybody so then you've got people and groups who don't like each other having to face like well okay we have to join forces to sort of go against this spreading evil blah 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 so yeah and as you said because you've got all these different characters and they split off into groups so then you're following multiple people in multiple groups wondering about this world that is so freaking layered so layered with different races and different cultures and different ideas and yeah it's it's one of the best ones for picking for epic fantasy and I, I, I suppose you would say the same thing about like Game of Thrones I have not read it I only watched a few of the, se- uh, the few of the seasons not my cup of tea but I appreciate there was a lot of intrigue a lot of storylines and things like that it was I'm probably not using the right word but it's quite convoluted 
and in a good way there was a lot going on a lot of backstory coming up a lot of history with the different areas and how one thing affected something else and it, you know there was always something going on with different people and everyone seemed to want to get get the upper hand on some other group of people. That's what I remember watching the series. Is. But yeah, so complex characters is... I think if you write a complex complex, it's pretty easy to see. If you have several characters and most of them have a POV in your book, if you have a large world that has a lot of detail, whether it's a sci-fi world, whether it's an alternative universe, whether it's high fantasy, things like that. If you have different characters, different races, different creatures, and a lot of plots, obviously you've got your mainline plot and then lots of subplots, you're most likely writing a complex complex. We're gonna we're gonna sort of end on this and say, why does it matter? <laughs> and I don't know. Why does it matter what your type of story is? And I suppose we could have just gone into the whole, well, it's a hero's journey and it's a rebirth and it's a rags to riches and blah 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 blah. I actually am not the biggest fan of all that. And I, I think they're really important to know. It does help, especially to give you sort of the plot points of where your story's going. But I actually like this kind of concept of simple, 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 complex, blah blah blah. I'm not gonna keep repeating it because I'm gonna get mixed up. Because it kind of breaks it down simply and right, we're where, where does your book fall on this spectrum? Where does your story fit? Because that way you can then figure out the best for the marketing. And the thing with the other thing, like the hero's journey, you could have a simple, simple hero's journey. Depending on the type of character you've created and how they get from A to B to C, it could be quite simple. You could have a rags to riches that's really complex, complex. So yeah, absolutely. If you want to pick the story type that fits your story using the, you know, overcoming the monster, the quest, and all the other story types that they talk about that's brilliant do it nobody's saying that's that's a bad thing but I also think adding to the system and saying okay so where does your story fall on this put it square of, of, of story plot style find that out because it's it's so easy to say, well, you know, I write this story, it's, uh, they're, you know, they're quite short, they're episodic, it's obviously like a simple, simple. Actually, it might not be. It might be a complex, simple like Sherlock Holmes and things like that. So I don't know. I just, I think like with a lot of things, it gives you an extra layer for your marketing and more understanding of what your story fits into, I think. Honestly, people, I've had like three hours sleep. I am a little bit dazed today, so this is probably not the best time to do a podcast. But yeah, that's that's where my brain is going. And uh, yeah, I have nothing else to <laughs> I agree with you. And I, I think you can look at it from a marketing standpoint, but you can also look at it from an editing standpoint as well. Because when you finish your first draft or second draft or however many drafts and you start editing your book, and if you know what type of story you have and you're writing complex simple, for example, and you realize that your characters don't have enough backstory, they don't have enough development, then you can kind of aim for a certain target for that. Because you know, I need more information about my characters than I do about about the plot. And granted, your story type may change over time depending on how the story needs to be told and what exactly you want the readers to get out of the story. If you're planning on writing a complex, simple story and it ends up being a simple, complex story, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. It's just how the story unfolds. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't focus too, too much on it, but it is a good thing to, it's something to recognize whenever you're writing your story and you're editing. I agree. That's great. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I do want to ask, which one's your favorite? Do you have a favorite? I would probably say Complex Complex. And I love delving deep into great characters that, that feel so realistic. And also having so much plot going on that you're like, oh my God, what's happening now? Mm -hmm. And it takes you, you know, you think it's going in one direction, then suddenly it, it splinters off. And then you're like, oh my God, I wasn't expecting that. And then you, you go on another direction and turn around and you're on something else. I, I love things like that. 
So that would probably be my favourite, but I actually will also be completely happy with Complex Simple. I love where I know characters, but the plot is simple because sometimes you just want something that's... I, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to offend anyone. But sometimes you don't want to have to use that intensity when you're reading or watching a movie where you can kind of just enjoy it and it washes through you. And I find Complex Simple works so you don't have a really convoluted plot that's hard to follow that's like really intense and you have to like focus. You've got really, really great characters that are full of of like complexity and detail and layers i love that but with a simpler plot so if i'm really tired i can still enjoy the book without going i have to reread what was last four chapters because i can't remember where the plot is going <laughs> yeah i'm gonna say complex simple and complex complex what about you no that that makes sense i actually don't know which one would be my favorite it would probably be simple complex or complex simple because i don't want anything too complex and i don't want anything too simple but i want simple in there because as you just said when i read sometimes after a little while if i have to think too much on it whether it's plot or even just a character then you know after a little while i'm gonna check out doesn't necessarily mean i won't finish the book it doesn't necessarily mean i won't enjoy it but it's gonna take me longer to get through so i definitely need something to be simple in there i'm leaning more towards complex simple to have the complex characters with the simple plot but i think i could take either or and also obviously personal preferences there is nothing wrong with any of those four at all so please don't look at this and go oh my gosh my my story is simple simple it's awful it's like no it's not there's a market for that people love that so yeah please don't don't read into any of this like there's you know one is better than the other it the whole point is each one of those will have an ideal reader and so if you know that your book is simple simple and it's an easy read and there's a whole group of people out there who love easy reads great summer reads you know the ones where when you're on holiday you just pick up a, a nice easy book to get through there's your target audience and then you've got the people that want these giant tomes you could you know beat whales to death with and that's the thing they want and that's the only thing they read there you are you know that your complex complex book is going to be aimed at those instead so yeah that's all it is just a helpful for editing marketing and just to have an idea of where your story is going i don't know. okay with that uh let's turn it over to you guys where does your current manuscript fall in regards to the type of story regarding that we've just talked about let us know your answers in the comments so that we can chat about it Remember, we release new episodes every Wednesday. Next week, we're discussing turning unproduced screenplays into novels, and we'll be joined by three special guests. To ensure you don't miss it, hit the subscribe button on your way out. As always, thanks for listening to the Mayride Podcast. We'll see you next week. This podcast is brought to you by Excessive Caffeine. We drink a lot. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.